This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Listen, when it comes to diners, I make it happen. I know what I'm doing. So let's not question a lot of what's going on here. But again, how are you going to make that work if you're in Green Bay? Oh, maybe we'll do it another day. You know? That's not making it work. He's saying, meet him at the diner on Sunday. You can't do it. That's not making it work. I don't know what what we're missing in the uh, logistical situation that this is. He wants to meet you in Jersey on Sunday. You're in Wisconsin Sunday. Ipso facto, meeting not happening. I I don't know why you want to get into semantics. I'm like Mad Dog. I want to know how your travel schedule is going to work here to make this work. It, with this, the travel schedule this week is a very Mad Dogian travel schedule. Uh, let, okay, uh, noon game, State College. All right, uh, how big is that airport? Not very big. Okay, listen. Uh, there is a 538 from State College. Take it to Chicago. But then you're going to have to uh, – no flights into Green Bay. You're going to have to go to Milwaukee. You're, you're going to Milwaukee – and you will rent a car, drive up. Now, people stay in Appleton, okay? They do not stay in Green Bay. So you go stay, you put yourself up at the hotel in Appleton, and you'll be good to go. This is what he would say? Yes. He's obsessed absolutely. with He's obsessed with logistics. He is obsessed with logistics. He used to carry around this book that was called the OAG book. And what it was was a, a book that airlines had that listed every single flight in America. He carried it around? Yes. Yes. He would be fascinated. You know the broadcaster Sam Rosen? Yes. So Sam does the New York Rangers, and he also did games on Fox. He'd do games all over the place, right? So Sam, please, I am looking at the OAG. You are not getting from Calgary to Tampa from a Saturday night Rangers game to get there for Bucks Vikings on a Sunday. I don't care if it's a four o'clock game. Not happening. Sam, I got the book right here. And no one knows what this book is. I've no. never heard of this book. It's called the OAG book. I don't know if it still exists because of, you know, the internet, but <laughs> but he used to have he used to carry this book around with him all the time. All that is time. just uh, insane is what it is. <laughs> it's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN radio on Sirius XM channel 80. Uh, and here's the thing. I, one other thing too, my mad dog is probably like a three on a scale of one to 10. There are so many others that do. Who does a good mad dog? Iron Eagle does a very good mad dog. <laughs> um, I would say, uh, yeah, Ian probably does the best one that I know of. But there are a lot of people that you wouldn't know that do a pretty good Mad Dog, you know. All right. It's amazing. Anyway. Well, he's a unique individual. (laughs) The OAG book. Well put. As we find out every week on what are you mad about on first take. Screaming right into the camera. Face right in the lens. He gets so close. He gets closer than tennis players get when they're autographing the thing. And and listen, does he go a little over the top? A little bit. But this is him. (laughs) This is him. He doesn't turn it off after the segment. He just continues on. No, no. We used to do a little bit of the wagering, Joe. Because he he likes to, you know, play some things. Yeah, 10,000 on Colorado, a half a gummy, and a cocktail. (laughs) Well, it wasn't quite to that degree. But I will never forget one year where I was producing the show. I used to produce Mike and the Mad Dog. And they were both off. It was the holidays. It was a bowl game. And it was uh, the 
Idaho uh, Potato Bowl or whatever it was called at the time on the Smurf turf in Boise. And it was Southern Miss against the University of Idaho. And he calls me up. Hey, we're going to make a little play. Help you get through the show today. Because it was like a 2 o'clock Eastern game. You know, hey, give me a little entertainment to get through the show today. You got so-and-so filling in. I know that's going to be a snooze fest. So uh, you and I, a little play. So I jump in. All right. And, and at this time, I'm making $30,000 a year. I can't afford to bet very much. In the small, unknown market of New York City. Exactly. <laughs> So I bet I, I'm like, all right, put me in for a hundred, which was a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. That's, that's a, a lot. lot based on that. And I don't know why I said a hundred. I feel like I just wanted to be like on a bigger level with him. And I'm like, all right, hundred on Southern Miss. Like they were laying like sixteen. Idaho had just moved up from the FCS, and they were in a bowl game. And somehow it doesn't strike me that, you know, maybe it's a home game for Idaho. <laughs> and everyone's fired up to be in the first bowl game ever. Right. You know, like there's – and Southern Miss has to fly to Idaho for their bowl game. That's not going to annoy anybody, but no, we'll play that the entire, the entire afternoon. One more Idaho touchdown after another. He is calling me up as I'm in the control room every second – Oh, listen, this is a tough loss. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and, and he had put a couple of bucks down as well. But again, that's where I got the phrase, you know, the Carlin can't lose game. It was the doggy can't lose game. If Russo would put the money on and they were losing, but you were in it with him, he could torment you because he knew that hundred bucks to you meant a hell of a lot more than the 500 he meant to him. He was buying entertainment. Very exactly. smart play. And if they won, he won. (laughs) (laughs) Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. This is it for the Cincinnati Bengals tomorrow night. This is a huge, huge game after that loss to Houston the other day. And T. Higgins has already been ruled out. Uh, Yoshevis, the kid from Princeton, and Sam Hubbard also out of the game. Sounds like Trey Hendrickson is going to play. He's not even on uh, the status report for the game, so that's good to go. But, I mean, you lose one of your two pass rushers. You got two receivers down. Now, granted, they still have Boyd and, and Chase, but you are taking some hits here, and this is a game that the Bengals absolutely have to have. And, Joe, how about this? Statistically speaking, the difference between going 6-4 and four and five and five if you're Cincinnati. Teams that are six and four after 10 games have a 31% chance of making the postseason. Not great. Not great. Team, teams that are five and five have a 7% chance of making the Oof. postseason. Well, I'll tell you what, Bengal fans aren't going to want to hear this, but John Harbaugh, being one of the better coaches in the NFL, understands how to get his team prepped on a short week. We've always seen how good Harbaugh is in the preseason, right? I think the gamblers know that by now because everyone talks about it every year. Harbaugh is also very good in week one. What did they win? Didn't they win like 20-some in a row? It was like 23 or 24 consecutive preseason games where they had missed the cover in just one of them, but they were winning all of them. It finally came to an end this summer, or I think it was like last game of last summer, and then this summer they failed to cover a couple, but the streak remains one of the all-time more impressive ones, especially for the preseason. He's also very good in week one. And he, and he showed that again against Houston this year. 
Harbaugh on a short week, meaning on a Thursday game, lifetime, 26-11 and 11 straight up. Wow. Since 2015, 17-4. So that's what Cincinnati's up against. Now, from a gambling perspective as well, when you talk about against the spread, he's profitable. It's not dramatic. Lifetime, 19-17-1 against the spread since 2015, 13, seven and one against the spread, but we're not talking about that. We'll get into the gambling later. We're just talking about Cincinnati trying to avoid going five and five and limiting their chances of even making the playoffs. And with John Harbaugh having a team playing at home and having that sort of track record on a Thursday night, let's throw this in as well. Burroughs last four games against Baltimore. He's two and two. Now keep in mind, Lamar Jackson missed a couple of those games, mm-hmm. two and two, 215 passing yards a game, five touchdowns, two interceptions, 10 sacks. These two know each other very well. Joe Burrow is going to be at a disadvantage, and he's going to need to have a huge night. If this guy is going to win MVP this year, Thursday night is when he shows it. Do you have any kind of a good feeling about the Bengals right now in this game? I'm certainly not writing them off because Baltimore's I'm not writing with, them off, but like, to put it at a percentage right now. In terms of just winning the game? Just winning the game. Oh, um maybe around 39 to 40%, like right in that wheelhouse right there. I would say 6 out of 10 Baltimore's winning this game, maybe higher. I'm not going to discount Burrow, and I've also seen sloppy play from the Ravens, right? Like that second half against the Browns was sloppy. The Colt game was sloppy. The, um, The Steeler game was more than sloppy. They are capable of blowing this game. They have had significant struggles in the fourth quarter and overtime the last few years, and Burrow and the Bengals are going to hang around in this one. So that's going to be the key to this game is if it's tight late, you're going to find me looking at Cincinnati. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Joseph, on the way. T. Higgins, not playing tomorrow night, as we told you, but that's not even close to the biggest NFL news that we got from the AFC North today. It's next on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Deshaun Watson, season-ending surgery on a broken bone in his throwing shoulder. Deshaun has not been great, but he has certainly played better of late, and it looked like it was coming on. The way he ended the Ravens game, you start thinking about Cleveland as a legitimate contender. Because of this injury and everything that's happened prior, this will go down as the worst trade in NFL history. Dude, this is devastating. Brutal, just brutal for the Cleveland Browns. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. In 30 seconds, the impact that Deshaun Watson has had this season and what it means for the Browns here at 6-3 and three moving forward. Now, hiring is personal, but it doesn't mean that you have to do it alone. Indeed's all-in-one hiring solution helps employers of all sizes source, interview, and hire candidates all from one place. When you post a sponsored job on our platform, you get access to a large pool of quality candidates who have uploaded a resume to Indeed and that could match your job description. You can then review their profiles to make sure they meet your must-have requirements. Make the hiring process work for you. Log in, get started today at Indeed.com slash hire. This morning, about 9.30, Cleveland Browns put out a release that Deshaun Watson is having shoulder surgery that will end his season, has a broken bone in his shoulder, in addition to the high ankle sprain that he has been dealing with. Now, Watson is 5-1 and one this year. The Browns are 5-1 and one with Watson starting games and playing. Here is Watson finding out about the news and his reaction this morning. I have no idea. I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh... I found out all this information yesterday, so um, yeah, it's still still trying to process everything that's going on. Um, so you know, just like everyone else coming in Monday, I thought you know just banged up a little bit and we get ready for Pittsburgh. But you know, yesterday was a different story. And Joe, he was playing through it the other day and played pretty damn well in the second half, even dealing with that injury. Yeah. It looked like they were ready to turn a corner. And look with the way they played in the second half of that game, going in the Baltimore, beating the Red Hot Ravens, who everyone was ready to crown following the beatdown of the Detroit Lions. That was a big statement for Cleveland. The big problem here, losing him now, is that while he hadn't been great this season, and he had shown some flashes, but he was not very good this season, you're still going to lose out on all these games between now and the end of the season where he could continue to work towards finding his way back into that rhythm that maybe next year would have gotten him closer to that guy we remember from Houston. That's the big stinger here. I know that everyone's going to look at it and say, the season's gone, they had a real chance. They probably did. But I still think he was way too inconsistent to be able to navigate them deep into the playoffs. But at least getting another seven, eight games under your belt 
between now, the end of the year, the postseason, and then hitting the ground running next year, this team would have continued to trend in the right direction. And this just jams that up even further. See, here's the problem. I, I think they felt as if, you talk about hitting the ground in the right direction, that that's what they were going to be getting at the beginning of this year. Right. After he came back last year, played six games after the suspension, okay, here we go. And now you're hitting reset on that, so to speak. Now, there is also debate about how important he was to the Browns' success this year. They were 5-1. and one. That certainly says something. Here's Marcus Spears and Jeff Saturday, ESPN NFL analysts, debating this this morning on Get Up. There would be a different reaction if we thought Deshaun Watson play was putting the Cleveland Browns over somebody else. It wasn't. Mm -mm. It wasn't. He had a great second half against the Ravens. And you know what great was? 14 to 14, ain't really do nothing crazy, scrambled a couple times. When we talk about great, we talk about this man threw three touchdowns in the right. second half. Or he, he changed the rule. This defense a, and this quarterback no. and this run game and O-line. I'm going to tell you, I disagree, I, I disagree with this. So when Deshaun Watson is playing, they're five and one. Uh, let's go back to the Kenny Pickett, Mike Tomlin conversation we just had. It's about winning. And if Deshaun Watson finds ways to win, when you look at P.J. Walker, the dude's threw one touchdown and five picks. We just talked about Josh Allen turning the ball over and how difficult. I don't care how good your defense is. When Deshaun Watson is in there, if they're turning it over less and scoring more, you have a better opportunity to win. They brought him over to win a Super Bowl, clearly, Joe, because the Browns have never been able to get their guy via the draft or free agency before. I understood the desperation that they had. I still think they shouldn't have acted on it the way that they did. Problem is, when you hand over $230 million guaranteed, yes, 5 and one's great. You also have to see a guy who is the biggest reason that you're five and one. And that was not the case. This, this, this five and one has to be buried. We have to stop talking about this. We have to stop on, on this network talking about how they were five and one with him at quarterback. First and foremost, let's go through this six games. Okay. Five and one, six games. One of those games was a loss. That leaves us with five wins. One of those wins was Indianapolis where he threw five passes. Okay. Wasn't a factor in that game. So you can throw that one out the window. That leaves four games that they won. Four that he played in. Three of those games, the defense gave up three or fewer points. They gave up three, three, and zero. And then finally, there's the first game of the season where they beat Cincinnati 24 to three. Excuse me, that one's wrong. That's the one I'm leaving out of the equation. It is the Baltimore game from this past weekend. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. So six games. One's a loss. One's a game where he barely played. There are three where they gave up three or fewer points. And then there's the Baltimore game from this past weekend. It's not that impressive. No, I'm agreeing with you. He was not a singular reason or at least a big reason why they won those games. It was more about the fact they have a dominant unit on the other side, that they have a defensive player of the year, not candidate, favorite on the other side. Favorite. They have a terrific, terrific defense. And, Joe, at 6-3, and three, that's the biggest reason why. And it's why, while I don't think they're winning the Super Bowl, frankly, I didn't think they were winning the Super Bowl with Deshaun Watson this year. I didn't think that. Did you? No. I had no. tickets on it, but those were just what I thought. No, but you had them to win the AFC. Yeah. that and, Well, I had a Super Bowl one, too, but that wasn't as good a price. Okay. Well, Listen, I understood why, and when did you place those bets? Before those were the before year? the season, yes. Exactly. I was under the impression he would be much better when they hit the ground running. You thought exactly what yeah. they thought 
and and that has not been the case. So does that qualify me to be a GM? Listen, I've seen less. <laughs> I've seen less. I absolutely have. But having said that, why would I think that Watson being gone as much as he was playing better the other day? Full, like I, I was seeing the light at the end of the tunnel with him starting to play better. If I'm a Cleveland fan, maybe you could have started to put something together and maybe his play would have elevated each week as we went along, but now it's dead. And now you're starting back at square one for next year. Joe, this is going to end up being the worst contract in the history of the sport. Contract. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Possibly trade. There's the, I think the trade too. There's the discussion on the trade. I think Atlanta trading Brett Favre to green Bay and Tampa Bay trading Steve young to the Niners in exchange for a second and a fourth. I think those those have some merit and are worthy of the conversation. I mean, you're giving away Hall of Fame quarterbacks who win Super Bowls. I think that's going to be in the discussion. But when you talk about the contract, there's no doubt about it. There's just no doubt about this contract being the worst ever because you're just not going to get anywhere near enough, and you're going to be hamstrung with your decision-making moving forward. You can't re see some of these deals, even if they look absurd, you can pull the guy in and restructure, give him more money up front so you can balance out the, the proration to make it a lower number so you can sign other guys for the future. That's the beauty of some of these moves. Matthew Stafford is going to come in and he's going to restructure. And you work through things like that so you can get other guys. You can't do that with Watson. You can ask. He would be a fool to say yes. So that number is that number for each of the next three seasons after this year. And it's going to hamstring him. The best thing you can do is sit back and say, he's 28 years old. We've got three years left. This is a fracture in the shoulder. He can come back from this. Continue to build the team as if he's the guy. Continue to support him in every way, shape, or form. And look to hit the ground running, hopefully, next season. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. In moments, why the Golden State Warriors, they need to end their dynasty as we know it. I don't know if they're going to have a choice in doing it, but they could certainly disassemble it. And I think they should. <laughs> That's next, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Night on the hardwood. Up the floor, James hammers a right hand dunk. Let's get caught up with Carlin versus Joe's NB A to Z. Let's do it, baby. And we are going to start with the story of the night in the NBA. Draymond gets in there to hug Gobert away in a headlock. And we've got a scramble. We have security people on the floor, coaches flying all over the place. Clay Thompson gets pulled aside by Chris Paul. That's the call on KFAN up in Minnesota as the T-Wolves and the Warriors get into a scrap that was started by Jaden McDaniels getting after Clay Thompson. In comes Draymond, and we're playing the feud at that point. Draymond gets Rudy Gobert in a headlock. Almost, almost, Joe. Almost a picture-perfect sleeper hold that he could have laid down right there. Only thing missing were Brutus the Barber beefcake shears. Exactly. Give old Rudy a little haircut after you put him to sleep, and that's that right there, my friend. Exactly. And instead, uh, Draymond probably facing a suspension. By the way, the T-Wolves win. They are 8-2, and two, best start in 20-plus years. Am I at the point through 10 games where I should really start to at least consider the T-Wolves seriously? I mean, they're not just 8-2. and two. They have a plus nine point differential. Through 10 games, they're outscoring the opposition by nine points per game. That is staggering. Yeah, we should take them seriously. See, here was the thing with the T-Wolves. Two years ago, if you were aware of anything in terms of the NBA, they were ready to pop. And pop, they did. Now, last year was the year that if you were aware of the pop, you bet against them because they were headed for the regression, which is exactly what happened. Now they're ready to contend. They've been through the rigor. They came up. They felt themselves a little bit. They stepped back last year. Now they're ready to make a run at it. Now, make a run at the championship? No. But make a run into the postseason and make some noise? Absolutely. There's enough talent here and there's enough experience that they should be getting into the postseason with good seating and they should be winning at least one playoff series. 68 seconds left. Halliburton, three ball, dagger. <laughs> What's going on there? 107.5 FM, the fan in Indianapolis. Tyrese Halliburton, how about this line? 33 points, 15 assists, zero turnovers. 15 assists and zero turnovers? Yeah. That is fantastic. Yeah, 132-126. They beat the Sixers last night. Your Sixers' eight-game wing streak uh, comes to an end. How about this note Evan gives us? Halliburton has scored or assisted on 135 points in the last two games. That is the most over a two-game span without a turnover since individual turnovers were first tracked in 1977. 
Wow. I would say both those games were against the Sixers, so they might want to do something about him in the future rather than just let him go nuclear every time he plays. But they get the split. Tough spot for the Sixers tonight. Five-and-a-half-point dogs against the Boston Celtics. A little bit of a revenge spot for Boston, who lost to the Sixers last week. Hint, hint, you could go ahead and make this a pizza money bet if you wanted to. Probably not official, but we'll get to that in the next segment. Um but it's like their fifth game in eight nights in the second half of a back-to-back. For Indiana, they got some talent there. It's just not going to be enough to do anything all that serious this year. No. Credit the no. Sixers. They've been playing really well. They just got caught in a tricky spot last night. Pacers played very well. He feeds Jokic. Oh, bad pass. Joker dumps it to Gordon. Dumps it behind his head. Aaron Gordon for the, uh, the uh, Denver Nuggets. 109-104 Denver. His second. His second dunk in the span of a minute that's on altitude radio network Jokic yawn 32 16 and 9 as the clippers uh fall and i'll tell you all you have to do is watch anti-clippers highlights and the bigger highlight is the clippers on the defensive side of the floor that's amazing i watching our guy james harden do absolutely nothing on the court it is laziness brought to the level of art, and I enjoy every minute of it. They are now 0-6 since acquiring James Harden. 0-6. That's not really that small a sample anymore. That continues to grow. And while that was the first point spread they've covered on the road all season last night, they still, in fact, lost. Here's the thing with Harden that he's going to come to a realization sooner, or I should say later rather than sooner. He was able to get away with some of this crap for years because he was a premier scorer. He ain't a premier scorer anymore. See, that's the thing. He always had this offensive ability to be worth the problems he caused, but he'd cause problems and he'd play no defense. Now the offensive prowess has decreased. The problems are the same, if not increasing, and the defense is still just as bad. What does that mean? He's not a great player anymore, and he's certainly not worth the headache. No, not in any way. Like, you got what you wanted, and the effort level is still minimal. And that combined with that decline in talent makes it just a disaster. Like, let's look at some of the great players out there. Steph Curry, same yeah. team since the beginning. Giannis Antetokounmpo, same team from the beginning. LeBron James on his fourth team. But the thing with LeBron, he initiated those moves. He hit free agency and decided to go to Miami. His contract was up in Miami. He decided to go to Cleveland. His contract was up in Cleveland. He decided to go to L.A. He plays out his deals and he leaves. Harden's that guy that is just breaking the deal down everywhere he goes and he's forcing his way out. That's not a hallmark or a trademark or a positive characteristic of an all-time great. He's a guy who scored a lot of points for a while, but ultimately he'll be remembered for the fact that he never really won anything. So in, at the end here... I mean, my end game here is I think that by the deadline, this whole thing's going to get blown up. Yeah. I mean, think about the four people you got involved here. Leonard, George, Harden, and Westbrook. Holy crap. Like, you could... Why don't you just throw some more lighter fluid into the whole thing? Right. Well, why did the Clippers keep bringing those guys in? Like, they just I, kept I finding ways to bring in the guys that tend to not play well with others. So... I don't know, Steve Ballmer, he's eventually going to want to win. It's amazing. It is amazing when you've got the new venue coming, you've got all this money invested, and the crap Lakers are still absolutely the better story than you. Like, you can't even get past the Lakers, and they stink right now.
Speaking of which. Rebound LeBron. Link to the court to AD. Catches it, lays it in. Aldama, oh wow. AD shoves Aldama to the ground. Oh boy. Here we go, another fight. Yep, 20 to 16. That was in the first quarter of the Lakers game. Uh, This is ESPN 710 LA on the call. Uh, Lakers win 134-107. 22 threes they made last night. That is tied for the most that they have ever hit in franchise history. Whoa, really? Yeah. Good for them. Good for them. Moving in the right direction. Six and five ish. right now. Mo- ish. Negative Moving point in the differential. Direction. Yeah, it's not a lot to get excited about. I, I really do think, and this is going to be talked about more, so we'll get ahead of it on this show. I think we are headed for a changing of the guard in the Western Conference. For a while, it's been Lakers. It's been Clippers. It's been Warriors. These are the teams we've talked about over and over and over again in the conference. Here comes Minnesota. All right, here comes Houston. They're 6-3 and three right now. Here comes Oak City. Here comes Sacramento. You know, Phoenix is struggling. The, the, the one that stands out to me, the Pelicans were supposed to be this team. They were supposed to be one of these teams on the rise. They were supposed to eventually take over the West. Here they are, 5-6 and six with a minus 4.5 point differential. Yeah. At what point are they going to wake up? Yeah, no kidding. And, and it's surprisingly, it's not because Williamson's hurt. Right, exactly. <laughs> finally, 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 the guy I really love watching more than many, and he is still, I think, underappreciated. Dishing to Shea, slicing left, splits defender. Down the lane, lays it up, and lays it in. Gilgis Alexander with 28 and counting. Che Gilgis Alexander, SGA in Oklahoma City. Uh, they are just blowing out the Spurs last night, 123 to 87. SGA, 28 in 28 minutes. Uh, Webb and Yama and Chet Holmgren, it was built up. Hey, these two are facing each other. Eh, both ended up with 10 points, uh, held under 10 points in a game for the first time in their careers. Do not sleep on Oklahoma City. They are well-built, well-constructed. They play well together. Sam Presti has done an excellent job with all those draft picks he's been amassing over the last few years. All the trades, all the draft picks. They are not only putting together a good team, they're putting together a very fun team. When you talk about your rankings of fun teams to watch play basketball, Oak City's one of those teams. Pay attention to them because we're going to be talking about them more and more as the season wears on. Done. Carlin versus Joe. That was your NBA A to Z or the NBA to Z. Is that what it is? It's NBA to Z? NBA to Z. Okay. Pretty basic. Not sure why it caused so many headaches there, but we'll figure it out. We'll get there. Again, you should know by now. Josh Allen has a new offensive coordinator. We're going to hear from the Bills quarterback for the first time since they fired Ken Dorsey next. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Find the top products and quantities you need when you need them. Lowe's knows pros. Carlin versus Joe. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. Two and one yesterday, up 1.15 units. Overall, 75, 74, and two, down 7.13 units. Two bets pending. We have the Celtics 8-1 to one to win the in-season tournament. We also have the Celtics minus 150 to win their group. All right. Tomorrow night, ESPN, 10.30 p.m. Eastern, top-ranked boxing card at T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. I'm flying back tomorrow. I'm going to these fights, so I'm betting these fights, and I'm passing them along to you. Co-main event, Emmanuel Navarrete versus Robson Concecao. Concecao is a plus 550 underdog. He's also 15-1 to to win this fight by stoppage. I'm making both bets. I love Navarrete, fantastic fighter, high work rate, very difficult to keep pace with him, but at times throughout his career, he has shown up a little out of shape and a little bit disinterested, and he's gotten caught. I think these prices are off because he just dominated Oscar Valdez, but he could be sloppy here. So the first two bets are Robson Concicao in the co-main event, plus 550, and plus 1,500, 15 to 1 to win by knockout. Main event, Shakur Stevenson by stoppage, plus 300 over Edwin De Los Santos. The favorite here is for Shakur to win this fight by a decision. I think he wants to send a message to Haney and everybody else out there that he's the best in the business, and I think he's going for the stoppage. So Shakur Stevenson, plus 300 by stoppage, KOTKODQ. Love it. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. You can always hit us up on the uh, Carlin versus Joe, Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-SAY-ESPN. So, Ken Dorsey fired yesterday, Joseph. Josh Allen speaks today for the first time. Here is the Bills quarterback chiming in for the first time on the firing of his offensive coordinator. Obviously not a set of circumstances you want to be in especially during the middle of the season um i love dorsey uh as a human being he's just he's one of the good ones he's been in this room with me for a very long time i feel like i owe him a lot of the success that i've had in my career and he's been a huge part of that so it's sad to see him go um and the fact is you know we we play better as a team we probably don't have to make a move like that you know he's he was a big part of what we've been doing here in the last few years. Um, you know, I talked with Coach McDermott, and I understand the thought process of, of why we're doing it. Um, it's unfortunate, but at the same time, we've got a game against a division rival on Sunday, and you know, we still have time to, to turn this thing around. All right, I've been thinking about this a lot over the last 24 hours, so I have two questions for you. Number one, when we look at 
Josh Allen in this scenario? Do we feel like he played a major role in making this decision? You know, we heard McDermott yesterday say, this was me, me alone. I'm wondering how much was involved there. And are we here today? Would they have made the change if they just didn't have 12 men on the field the other night? No. No, they're not making the change if they don't have 12 men on the field. That's the straw that broke the camel's back, though. Dorsey's not getting fired because of that play. That play contributed to a loss in which the team realized they needed to make a change, and the first person to go is going to be the OC because the coach isn't going to fire himself, and he already fired his defensive coordinator. Which, by the way, as we assess this, think that through. In the last year, Sean McDermott has fired his defensive coordinator and his offensive coordinator. When he fired his defensive coordinator, he made himself the defensive coordinator, the same defensive coordinator that couldn't get a stop on the final possession of the game after his team had just scored the go-ahead touchdown. Had they gotten a stop there, there's no problem as well. So McDermott is really just trying to save his job at this point. That's what's happening. Maybe he's able to do it if they can turn things around at the end of the season, but there's no one left to blame. Both coordinators are gone. It's now squarely on him, and the schedule coming up is not an easy schedule, Carlin. Do you think it was all him, or do you think he went to Allen beforehand and say, hey, I'm thinking, of, I'm sure that that's a conversation that had to happen. Allen seems, I think he's. I think he tells Allen. I don't think he asked Allen. I don't Allen. think Allen went to Allen, and I don't think Allen uh, no. you know, went to him and said, we got to get this guy out of Allen here. Has, Allen strikes me as a self-aware guy. He seems to have a good head on his shoulders. He seems to realize that, I mean, think about it. As bad as he's been, he's going to go to the coach and say, fire the OC. He's yeah. the one that's, he's been stinking it up. Those, a lot of those But he can still do it considering all the money that's invested in him. He, I mean, could, he, abs- he absolutely could. I don't see him being that type of guy. He doesn't strike me as a, he strikes me as someone yeah. who realizes the offense is struggling. He's struggling and that Dorsey took the hit. But that's because Allen can't take the hit. I agree. I agree. But I I bring all of this up and I ask these questions because this is the very reason at the beginning of the year, not just that I felt the Bills were not that good, but also that the coach could very much be on the hot seat. And these are all moves that you make out of desperation. These are all moves you make. I'm sorry, not desperation self-preservation that these are the moves that you make out of that you start to look around and pick off who you can pick off before it's ultimately you that is going to get put on the chopping block so i think mcdermott's in big trouble this is a case joe where i understand that they've had injuries with white and with milano on defense and there's no getting around the fact that that is hurt but the defense has not been better without Leslie Frazier even before the injuries. It wasn't. And when you make that kind of a move, I always think you better be right. Like, if an owner's going to let you do that, if a GM's going to let you do that, all right, that's good. Better be right. Better be right. Because then when you make these moves out of self-preservation, Ultimately, you widen the target on yourself. Yes, sir, you do. Another problem facing the Bills is that they're no longer the uh, lovable underdog in the city of Buffalo. They have won. They have competed into a position where there are expectations now. 
And at some point, you got to meet those expectations. You know, a few years ago, losing that heartbreaker in Kansas City, that was seen as a sign of things to come. Like, you went toe-to-toe with Mahomes and the Chiefs at Arrowhead, and you had them. You could have won that game. You didn't, and you can blame the rules because the offense never got a shot in overtime, and there was that discussion. But that right there showed you that the Bills belonged. And after that point, everyone in Buffalo and beyond was looking at this team saying, this is a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Whether they were or they weren't, we were saying it. And they have not lived up to that. They flamed out in that playoff game against Cincinnati last year. Losing that game is one thing, but playing the way they played in that game was just hideous. You knew something was off. And now the way they've performed this season, they're on the tail end of whatever run they had, and it doesn't look like they're finding a way to rekindle it. And that's on McDermott. McDermott has not found a way to make this team better, and that's ultimately going to land on him. Okay. I ask you right now, we know the number is 33%. In your mind, are the Bills still making the playoffs? No. No, they are not. That's not anything groundbreaking. I look at the schedule the rest of the way out. I don't have a lot of confidence in the defense. They're down Daquan Jones. They're down Matt Milano. They're down Tredavious White. That's that's a major injury at all three levels of the defense. That defense has really fallen off the last few weeks as well. Now, on top of that, offensively, they got the rift between Stephon Diggs and everybody else. Well, They've got a new offensive coordinator taking over in Joe Brady, who's only ever had success as the passing game coordinator at LSU. It did not work with the Carolina Panthers. So, no, I don't have a reason to believe, and, I'm, and it's disappointing because I'd really like to see this team in the postseason. This is going to blow up on Stephon Diggs and Allen. And it, you're, you're not going to hear from Allen on it. You're going to hear from Diggs. And that's why this window, for the moment, is shut. Because your best playmaker – it's not going to want to be here anymore, Joe. And then you look around, okay, who's left? I, I will always believe that one of their biggest faults is they have not put together a, a running game consistently that had to be respected. Bingo. Bingo. You know? The running game has been an issue for years. The running game was Josh Allen, and then they told him to stop running. Yep. And ultimately, that's what's going to end up doing them. Thanks for listening to the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN radio. You can listen to Carlin versus Joe weekdays from noon to three Eastern on ESPN radio, the ESPN app and on Sirius XM channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Carlin versus Joe podcast.